Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. Happy Turkey Day Eve, folks. I don't think that's actually a thing, but we are going to make it a thing this year. It is Thanksgiving Eve, Wednesday, November 27th. Excited to talk a little bit of college basketball. I actually said yesterday uh, that we were going to talk about the Boise State game, but I think it makes more sense to split these up. So I'm actually going to talk about uh, the Boise State game tomorrow. Instead, we're going to focus on the Cayman Island Classic. CSU basketball wrapped things up this afternoon with a nice win over Washington State. Really uh, kind of a weird game, if we're being honest. A, a quality win over a Pac-12 opponent. You're never going to apologize for something like that. But definitely an up-and-down showing as a whole. Really sloppy basketball at times. But overall, I think you have to be pretty content with how CSU ended up faring in this uh, in this tournament against a, a pr- pretty solid field. This was a a nice field of teams this year. It wasn't a bunch of bunch of schlocks or anything like that. So nobody was able to just run away with the whole thing. But you know, to go two and one against the opponents that you faced, I think that's you know it's a win. I, I tweeted it earlier. I think this was a good experience for CSU as a whole. Steve Ivy tweeted at me, and he was kind of talking about. You know, this was a great experience for him. You're, we're seeing this team grow right before our eyes, and I think that's a good way to put it. I mean, that's kind of what I talked about in my, you know, my column after the Loyola game. Didn't have a chance to write a column after today's game because I was on the road heading down to Denver to visit some family before the holiday. I won't have a ton of time down here, obviously, because I got to get back for the Boise State game. Uh, but I will have another article coming out, just kind of 
rehashing um, you know, what we learned about this team over the past three games, what they ended up getting out of the the whole experience. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm really gonna break down some of the stuff that we're gonna talk about today, go into it in more depth. As always, you know, we wanna make the written content a little bit deeper, a little bit worth your while because it's for the subscribers. Uh, but, you know, the thing about this team that I think is just the most encouraging by far has to be, one, the depth for the first time in a long time. They have, you know, they can go nine, ten guys deep. They've really been sticking with that nine-man rotation. Um, I think that's ultimately what Medved intends on sticking with because, you know, they want to redshirt James Moore as the big man. Uh, it's looking more and more like P.J. Bird might end up redshirting as well. That's not a pro- That's not a promise, a guarantee by any means, but based on what I've been told by the coaching staff, I think they were just kind of, you know, they want to take a chance to let him get up to speed with things. He missed some time at the beginning of the season because of his father's passing. Our thoughts are obviously with PJ and all his family and friends. Still a difficult time. It's been a little bit now, but, you know, that's that's just a brutal thing to have happen to you after transferring to a new school, joining a new team. I mean, it's hard for anyone to, to lose a loved one at any point is obviously a horribly difficult thing to go through but to have to do it as you know a 19 20 something year old and moving across the country to a new school with a bunch of kids that you've never played with before I mean talk about culture shock talk about just a change of reality so I think ultimately it'll be good if they do choose to redshirt PJ1 there just aren't there aren't a ton of minutes to to be had uh they have great depth at the guard position already you know with Hiron Edwards, John Tanya coming off the bench. Um, they really like what they got out of these freshmen, and I think they would prefer to use those minutes on, you know, John and some of these other guys, even, even Isaiah Stevens. I mean, Isaiah Stevens is playing 30-plus minutes a night. I think they'd probably like to get it down a little bit. He played 34 minutes today. Kendall Moore played 31, um, 24 from Roddy. He's not really a guard. He's kind of a crossed I don't even really know what what to describe Robbie he he plays like a guard but also like a power forward it's the weirdest weirdest skill set he's like the perfect example of a guy who thrive is going to thrive in this new era of positionless basketball because he's way too strong for guards but he's too quick for big men so it's like what do you do as a as a defense it's it's really a nightmare but I've loved what we've seen out of this kid. I mean, everybody was so excited when he ended up signing with CSU. Definitely like the, you know, most anticipated freshman to come in. But, you know, I've said it time and time again. I've liked what I've seen out of all of these guys. Uh, You know, Tanja, he's better than I thought he would be coming in. I apologize, by the way, if I'm still pronouncing that wrong. I've heard it pronounced like 14 different ways already this season. Uh, I'm going to double check with him just to make sure... I'm saying it right but if I if I am mispronouncing it I apologize it's one of those subtle ones a little bit harder to pronounce um but you know Isaiah Stevens Deshaun Thomas I've liked what I've seen out of all of these guys Thomas hasn't gotten to play quite as much as I'm sure he would like to but we have seen uh you know in small spurts what he's capable of he's definitely still raw uh, has a has a lot of improvement to be to make on the defensive end but you know I like I like these guys and I think this team is they're going to be pretty dang good come March. I just think with all the different scoring they have, the the rare combination of experience in a 
you know, you got your trio of seniors with Nico Carvacho, Chris Martin, and Hiron Edwards. And when you mix that just with the the talent and the energy that's being brought in by these freshmen and sophomores, man, I think it's some good things can happen. And we're starting to see it. Like Thistlewood, these last two games, really coming into his own. I said before the season, he's probably the best pure jump shooter on the team. He lit it up today, man. Five of seven from three-point land. Finished with a career-high 20 points. Also picked up four rebounds. Thistlewood just plays the game the right way. I know that's like a corny thing to say, especially about, you know, a white kid on the basketball court. It sounds kind of like, you know, talking about like the white receiver or something like that in football where you, you start throwing around these generic stereotypes. And that's not what I'm trying to do. But when I say... He plays the game the right way. There's just not a play that he ever takes off. And really, that's true with a lot of these young guys. They just go so hard. Roddy, uh, you know, Kendall Moore has been vicious on both ends of the floor. He's really starting to come into his own defensively. Uh, has had a couple of steals over the last couple of games. Actually led the team in scoring against Loyola. So there's just so many things that that should be encouraging if you're a CSU fan. I think for the first time in a long time, this is a team where you look at it and you're like, man, from top to bottom, this is a team that can really do something. And, you know, it needs to get better. Like I said at the beginning, they're way too many turnovers. They're playing a little sloppy for my taste. And I think a lot of that has to do with the inexperience. I think one is they get more familiar with each other, how they like to play. Um, you're going to cut down on stuff like that. I mean, nobody. I don't want to be this guy, the guy that, you know, talks about rec basketball and tries to compare it you know to the d1 experience because obviously it's it's night and day it's like you know comparing mcdonald's to a prime ribeye it's not even not even in the same league not even in the same conversation uh you know as jay-z says we're not in the same league not in the same brackets don't pay the same taxes hang with the same can't say that word (laughs) but my point is, even in a pickup game, like the more familiar that you are with your teammates, with the people that you're playing with, more comfortable when you know their skill sets, when you have that feel like, you know, the guy's probably going to cut here, maybe I should drive and free up some space. It's just the little subtleties that you get, you know, when you play together, that that feeling, that flow of the offense, it's only going to improve as they get more comfortable together. They need to just flat out take care of the basketball better too. Like they need to, you know, just quit trying to make some of these plays trying to do a little too much but overall I mean in a in a three-game span when you turn the basketball over 20 times in two different games but still find a way to go two and one lose the other game to New Mexico State who ended up in the championship game and you lose that game in overtime yeah this was a overall this was a good experience you know I'm not going to sit here and dwell on the turnovers we know it needs to get better we know they have to play complete defensively. They can't keep having these spurts for two, three minutes at a time where they kind of have these, you know, lapses in, in effort that that needs to improve. And those things are going to come as time goes on. But buy into this team, guys. They're going to be really good, especially next year. But by the time March comes around, man, this team, they're just going to be fun. And like, so with the Steve with the Stephen F. Austin upset over Duke, I saw some people on Twitter being like, "See, like we we need to have higher expectations of our team. Like, why couldn't we get that win?" And okay, sure, whatever. I mean, Duke's lost at home how many times since 1983 to non-conference opponents? 
like once. If if you want to be upset because CSU wasn't able to upset number one Duke, okay. I I can't really I don't even know what to say to that, to be honest. That's absurd to me. If you were upset about the Arkansas State game, that's a completely different conversation to me. That was a bad game. That was one where they choked. It was one where they really showed their inexperience. But there's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. But when it's all said and done, this team's going to be pretty decent. So really looking forward to it. I think this was a, a good experience for the for the Rams overall. Interested to see how they respond against a decent Utah Valley team on Sunday. And then I'm really interested to see how this transitions into conference play. Because I think as far as a starting lineup goes, I mean, this is a team that's going to be able to compete with anyone in the Mountain West. Utah State is, you know, they're head and shoulders above the rest of the league. Sam Merrill, uh, Niamh Kata, who I, you know, I said a couple weeks ago, still, still in odd situations, still waiting on him to play. Um, we'll see. I'm, I'm hearing he might just want to focus on going pro, but they're so good. They're so deep. They're experienced, but this CSU team, man, they can, they can have that same kind of success, you know, where you, you make your identity on gritty defense, efficient, fast paced quality offense. You're whipping the basketball around the perimeter. You're looking for open jump shots. You're playing inside out through your, you know, all pro or not all pro, you know what I mean? All league, big man. CSU can have that same kind of identity. I feel like they're not going to be a team, you know, San Diego State, New Mexico, they're able to go and recruit a little bit different kind of athletes than, you know, Utah State and CSU goes after typically. You know, you never know. Certain guys land in in weird spots, but, you know, you're not going after the five-star guys. It's not, you're not getting a Jalen McDaniels to to come to Fort Collins. So you, you can't build your program that way. You have to build your program with the right type of guys. And that is what Nico Medved has been doing. He's been going out, finding guys that fit within their system. They're not necessarily, you know, the biggest ego guys in the world. They're gritty, hardworking. I mean, you want to make a joke about it. It's really mid, very Midwest type people. And you're seeing it. They're recruiting Minnesota, some of these places, Illinois, uh, really heavily. But just that blue collar, hardworking guys, you know, people that are all about the fundamentals really just getting back to the roots of college basketball. And I love it, man. As, a, as somebody that truly just loves college basketball, love loves everything that college basketball is about, uh, I'm just so excited because they've they've got the staff that knows how to do it. They're doing things the right way. They're recruiting. They're playing young guys. They're getting experience. They're going out and they're playing quality opponents. You know, they're scheduling significant mid-majors. They're not afraid to go to number one Duke. I just... I have such high hopes for this program moving forward, and I think I think I'm gonna be right a lot sooner than a lot of people, you know, may have guessed coming into the season. The rest of the media they picked CSU to finish ninth in the preseason poll. I picked them to finish fifth. I think they might even finish third or fourth. We'll see. They got to play to their potential in conference play. There's gonna be some good teams. It's the league's gonna be better, I think, than a lot of people realize. Uh, Boise State, really experienced. I like the way they play. I like Jessup. I like some of the way I just, you know, Williams, the way they the way they play. They're just well-coached. I like Leon Rice. I like the way they do things. I'm not quite sold on New Mexico quite yet. They've got great athletes, and, you know, on paper they should be a team that could, in theory, contend for the Mountain West. But 
with New Mexico, I'm just going to kind of have to wait until I see it. You know, Utah State is Utah State. I do think San Diego State could be pretty decent. Dutcher kind of has his first class of his guys now. It's really his program at this point. Uh, So I am intrigued to see how that all plays out. You know, taking over for a legend is never easy, uh, even if you were on his staff and are kind of associated with the rise of the program as well. Uh, Having to, you know, replace Steve Fisher, that's just, it's a tall task. But college basketball, great time, a lot of fun. Um, I'm not avoiding football. I haven't talked about football that much this week. To be honest, though, like how many more times can we have this fire Mike Bobo conversation? I've said everything that I could possibly say on the topic and then some uh, more than once. I mean, the people that support him, support him at this point. The people that don't, don't. I think there's logical points on both sides. Um, I think it'd be dumb to have the Boise State game be the deciding factor on whether he'll end up being back or not. I think you need to have a plan, whether it's keeping him or moving on either way. And I'm sure, you know, Joe Parker has thought about this many times, but I will say this, if he doesn't make the right decision, if he is not able to, you know, come out of this thing with a plan that pleases the fans, it's going to get real ugly real quick. I mean, I don't. I can't really remember a time where CSU fans as a whole have just been this pissed off. Basketball, volleyball, soccer, some of the other stuff is helping, but football is obviously the biggest. It's always going to be the biggest sport. But man, it's a it's a tough time to be a CSU football fan right now. So Boise State game. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. We're going to talk about the what makes it so difficult. Uh, this Boise State defense is legit. They've got a great defensive line led by Curtis Weaver. Uh, Bobo joked it feels like he's been there for 10 years him and David Moa both Uh, Moa he's like I think it's his like seventh year I mean good lord (laughs) Moa is one of those dudes he's gotten hurt a couple of times and got like a medical hardship and who else knows he's just one of those dudes that feels like he's been playing for Boise State for 10 years there are always players like that uh, in every sport you know the one I always come back to is Perry Ellis at Kansas basketball was like Perry Ellis was playing for KU back in 1900 and he was still playing for him in 2019 so anyways I'm I'm all over the place today it's been a long day traveling um I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving excited to talk about this Boise State game excited to see how it ends up playing out but more than anything I'm just stoked that it's college basketball season it's a bright we've got a bright future here in Fort Collins Uh, let's get that Moby Madness back you know but part of the reason I even wanted to go to CSU. And this is true. This is 100% true, by the way. When, you know, when I was looking at different colleges, you know, I, I, I got to experience the, the orange out against San Diego State back in like 2012, I believe it was. Um, you know, so back when Moby was rocking, I just remember like the goosebumps I had. And even like my freshman year against CU, CSU leads that whole game. It's rocking. It's such a fun place. They end up losing because Spencer Dinwiddie just goes off. Um, I'll never forget that game. Spencer Dinwiddie just sent everyone in Moby home with their tail between their legs. Boulder fans talking trash on their way out. Got kind of ugly. I saw a couple of uh, fights, actually. But, you know, Moby, it can be such a great place. Even that Arkansas State game where there's only a couple thousand people in there, really a very modest crowd, and it's like rocking at the end because... 
when the fans get going, it really just retains sound so well. And I just, you know, I'd love to see it get back to where they're averaging, you know, 8,000 plus a night. Let's, let's get this, let's get it full. We can talk about, you know, we, you want CSU to go to the big 12. You want this, that, well, you know what those big time programs do? They support their teams. I get that like football has been frustrating. And if, if you don't want to go to that football game on Friday, I disagree in a sense that I think you should go support your school, support some of these seniors that have been here for four years, guys like Jamal Hicks. You know, Jamal Hicks has done a lot for CSU. He's been a great, you know, ambassador of the school, somebody who should make you proud that he represents your school. But, you know, they've lost a lot of these big games, and it's going to be cold day after Thanksgiving. So if, if you don't want to go to that game, I understand. But basketball, man, basketball's on the rise. Volleyball, soccer, some of these programs, they're killing it, and they deserve your support. So get your butts in those seats. Let's enjoy some college basketball this winter. Let's talk about it. Let's tweet about it. I'll interact with you all. I love, you know, when you guys message me and all that stuff. It's fun just to interact with all of you, get your different perspectives. Um, so, yeah, you know, I appreciate everyone. Hope everyone has a lovely Thanksgiving Stay safe out there, stay warm, uh, stay tipsy, but have a great night, guys. Scummy like Martin Scarelli, turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.